Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. I'm just going to come out and say it. I really, really, really love Haydn. Out of the big three, the other two being Mozart and Beethoven, Haydn just might be my favorite. Maybe. Well, well, actually, it's a tough call. But there's something about the energy, the wit, the melodies of Haydn's music, sometimes heady, sometimes graceful, stormy, and aggressive at times, balanced more often than not with a sunny, generous, and comedic spirit. And when such stellar performances of Haydn's music, like the two CDs I have for today's podcast, come across the Harmonia desk, you can bet my ears will perk up. The two recordings I'm talking about are the London Haydn Quartet's 2013 Hyperion Records release and the Boston Handel and Haydn Society's 2013 release on the choral label. Haydn spent much of his career as the composer for the Esterhazy family, a very wealthy family of the Austro-Hungarian nobility. Haydn's duties there, which began in 1761, included composing music commissioned for the orchestra at the palace residences, both in Vienna and in Eisenstadt. An early symphony, number six, titled Le Matin, is one that Haydn composed during his first year of employment. For the premiere of the piece, Haydn had a relatively small, but none too shabby orchestra at his disposal. Made up of virtuosic soloists who, like Haydn, had been recruited into the service of Prince Esterhazy, Haydn's Le Matin not only showed off the ensemble as a whole, but also gave individual spotlights on its principal players. Here's a few of those solo moments in the last movement of that piece. In the Esterhazy Orchestra, the principal violinist was Luigi Tomasini. In the Handel and Haydn Society, it's Aislinowski. At Esterhazy, Josef Weigel would have been the cello soloist. On this recording, it's Guy Fischmann. Franz Ziegel was the flute player employed by the Esterhazy Court, while Christopher Kruger is Boston's. And those famous 18th century horn players? I just wonder if Handel and Haydn Society's John Bowden and James Hampson would have given them a run for their money. Haydn's work was pretty tightly regulated when he first moved to the Esterhazy court. Whatever he composed automatically became the property of the prince. Haydn's music was popular, though, and a lot of it still circulated in unofficial copies that Haydn couldn't turn a profit from. Things changed when his contract came up for renewal in 1779. In the new contract, the prince gave Haydn permission to sell his works abroad. Perhaps this change in his contract and the possibility of some extra cash, is why Haydn, who, after a 10-year chamber music hiatus, started composing string quartets once again. The product was Opus 33, 
a set of six quartets that, in Haydn's own words, were composed in a, quote, new and special way. So in what ways were they new and special? Unlike his Opus 20 quartets from a decade earlier, lighter rondo theme and variations replace contrapuntal fugal last movements. Scherzos replace the minuet dance movement, a vestige from the Baroque, and other Baroque-isms filter away too. A vertical type of composing, melody over harmonic bass, becomes more and more horizontal in Haydn's Opus 33, as the four instruments of the quartet mingle and mix and frequently trade between melody and accompaniment roles. Here's an example from the first quartet in the set. Listen to how the violin and cello pass around the arpeggiated theme in the opening of the Andante. That was the London Haydn Quartet on a two-disc set that includes Opus 33, performed in its entirety. Let's listen to another example of things that Haydn did new and special in this opus. Here's a scherzo, notably not a minuet, from the G Major Quartet. Here's a piece of trivia. At least one of the Opus 33 string quartets was premiered on Christmas Day in 1781 for the Russian Grand Duke Paul, who was visiting Vienna at the time. Haydn subsequently dedicated the piece to the Duke, and it's for this reason that Haydn's Opus 33 quartets have been nicknamed the Russian string quartets. Individual quartets in the Opus have picked up nicknames along the way as well. There's the Bird Quartet, complete with violin chirpings here and there, and the How Do You Do Quartet, with its tip of the hat, top of the morning to you, opening cadential figure. And then there's the Joke.
the London Hyden Court. Uh, oops, wait, wait, not over yet. Okay, this must be the end. Now he's just poking fun at us. Maybe. Can you imagine how much fun Haydn must have had with his audience the first time that piece was performed? A musical joke that the London Haydn Quartet delivers in style. Shortly after his successful Opus 33 quartets, Haydn returned to composing for the orchestra when he received a commission to write six symphonies from the Concert de la Loge Olympique in Paris. Premiered in 1787, the Paris orchestra was a different world than the orchestra at Esterhazy. The French, having on hand a section of 40 violins and get this, 10 double basses. Perhaps the growl of all of those basses is how in the 19th century, this symphony got the nickname Luce, or The Bear. Here's Handel and Haydn Society, once again conducted by Harry Christophers, longtime leader of the UK-based Ensemble The 16, and more recently artistic director of Handel and Haydn Society since 2008. was certainly most prolific in his writing for symphony and string quartet, but he also wrote concertos. Some have been lost, like the concerto for violone, and some are well known and have been celebrated, like the C major cello concerto, and some others have just been underplayed, like the G major violin concerto, which Haydn probably wrote fairly early in his career. Aislinn Noski, Handel and Haydn Society's concertmaster, 
gives a performance of the G major violin concerto on this recording that is full of personality. Not only Haydn's personality, but her own as well. The performance is full of energy, grace, charm, and vigor that seems to channel Haydn himself. For her part, Noski adds a few winks of her own. hope you've enjoyed hearing these new releases from the Handel and Haydn Society and the London Haydn Quartet, and you can find out more about the recordings on our website, harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, browse our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and be sure to visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.